Welcome to the Whiskey Congress. Honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left. Most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in session. Stephen and I are together in the Cleveland studio. Uh, we were off for a week, so you yeah. missed our soundings and whatever. Yeah, that was my bad. I was out in New Mexico. New, the land of enchantment, I believe they yes. call it. And the land of high elevation, which... Ugh. Almost killed you, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Just pay attention. If you have the sickle cell trait, <clears throat> just know that Los Alamos, New Mexico is 7,300 feet above sea level. Uh, and if you have the sickle cell trait, it is a very uncomfortable place to be. PSA you know, yeah, well, they, 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 I remember I'm having flashbacks now because you told me, oh, yeah, that, this might get triggered and I think I'll be okay. But I picked you up at the airport and I was like, okay, are you going to keel over or what? Yeah, it's it's a weird thing. And, and what's funny is I, you know, I didn't, I thought I was actually going to be okay because I had spent time in Santa Fe, but Los Alamos is that much higher <clears throat> elevation than Santa Fe. So, and that was my first time there. So, you know, I'm starting to feel very uncomfortable, having trouble breathing. Um, even still a little wheezing going on. Um, but like I'm starting to have like cramps in my stomach. Right. And so I start reading about it and the thing, the funniest thing about it is that is how they treat it. So there's two ways to treat if you have the sickle cell trait and you're in a high elevation. One way most people think of is they take out your spleen, right? Because your cells sickle and it causes lesions on the spleen, so they have to take it out because it's damaged and it won't work anymore. And the second way is rest and and hydration. So, pretty dramatic, right? Like I was like, wide spectrum. I was like, so drink some water, take a nap, or we're gonna take your spleen out. So, so you're telling me I either need to lay down and drink a Pedialyte. Or go in and get my spleen taken out. Those are that's it. Um, so I not a, lot of, not a lot of middle ground there. Is there. So you know, being out of state, I opted. You know, let me uh, let me go ahead and hydrate. See if that makes me feel any better. It didn't help all that much, but it, I guess maybe it didn't make it worse. I don't know. Um, well, you're here. So yeah, that. just kind of toughed it out. But I don't know. That was a weird experience. But. You know, if, you know, not now, so the reason I know that I have it is because when my daughter was born, they, I think they automatically test for it, at least they do here, and they found out that she had it, so they sent a letter home, and the funny thing is, like, hey, your kid's got the sickle cell trait, just make sure whoever they marry, they don't, that person doesn't have it, because then their kids will have sickle cell anemia. Um, and also, if your kid has the trait, then that means it came from one of the parents, you know, figure right. it out. And so for any number of reasons, it was clearly me. We didn't need to go through the testing and all sure. the other stuff based off genetics. And then, yeah, then, then, then we got it. So. so while we were away, a bunch of shit happened. Um, we might as well start off with the whole uh, Republican attempt to take down the Biden crime family using their secret uh, whistleblower. Mm. And so they had this whistleblower that they were going to bring out. And then he was unavailable, and then he got arrested in, was it Cyprus? No, it was Belgium. It was Belgium. Yeah. So he gets arrested by, in Belgium on warrants from the U.S. related to uh, money laundering, 
arms trafficking. So it was uh, unregistered foreign agent trafficking in arms, violating U.S. sanctions against Iran, making false statements to federal agents were the official charges that he got. Okay. And so everything, everything I've watched on the right claims that this is the DOJ coming down on this poor guy. His name is Gal Luft. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they're... They're saying that one of them said that, well, he probably knows who's got dirty dealings with China because he was doing it. And that's probably true. Mob guys know what mob guys do. Yeah. Now, but there's, a, you know, there, there's a whole backstory with this guy. So he was arrested back in February of this year and he escaped. Um, and then, so if you think about the timing of it, right? Like, so he was arrested in February, escapes federal custody, goes on the run, which is why he gets arrested in Belgium or Cyprus or wherever they got him. It was Belgium, yeah. Right, like, so he's on the run. But then between his arrest and escape and him being arrested again, right, he comes out with all this dirt that he has on the Bidens, right? So people are like, oh, the Bidens are just trying to take him down because he's going to, you know, he's going to blow the, roof know, off, blow the yeah. whistle and, you know, you know, bring down the Biden crime family. Well... I'm sorry, like the guy comes up with all this asked, while he's on the run from federal authorities and then he ends up getting captured again and people are saying, well, you know, they were just trying to, like, no, they weren't trying to keep him quiet, right? Like Biden is not sending the FBI after this guy. Not to say that he wouldn't because you never know with these presidents, but the reality is, is that the case that they had built up against this Gal Luft guy, like goes back to like 2016. Right, like this isn't new. No, and it's a very right. convenient timing for them to say. Uh, well, I mean, for the con- you know the conservatives right. going after Biden, like it, it, it's timed up for them. But I mean, you know, like I said, like if you read, like if you again, it's, it um, it blows my mind, right? Because this comes out. So what do I do? I go and I read the charging document, right? Right. And you know, so you look at it and you're, and you're looking at it, you're just like, wow, this is crazy, right? Like, you're like, oh man, back in 2016, he was saying this, you know, it's just like, man, was Trump even in office? Then? Like, that's what I'm seriously doing when I'm going through and looking at what they're putting out there, right? And so, because uh, like one of the things that they had said, hap- it happened in like October of 2016. So I was like, wait, Trump, not only was Trump not only not on, not, like, not yet, not we didn't yet. even have the election yet, right? right. So just... The idea that Biden is going after this guy and it's all happening now because this guy is this whistleblower who, had, like, no, they've been investigating this guy for a while. His his rap sheet because the other thing that someone threw out, oh, Richard has a foreign foreign agent. How does Hunter Biden keep skipping that one? I'm like, this motherfucker ain't worried about that. Registered as a foreign agent. Right, like they they just threw that in there because of all the other shit. Like, yes, it's true, but also considering he's got violating sanctions with Iran, he's got arms traf- trafficking, obstruction, lying to federal agents. I I think he's got plenty on his plate. And comparing him and Hunter Biden, like that's come on, that's well, nonsensical. Hunter Biden did cocaine and was with hookers, though, Steve. And by the way, that violation of the Iranian thing was sending oil from Iran, Iran, Iran to China. Yeah. So, I mean, yes. he's working with the Chinese Communist Party. He's working with the Iranians. Yes. But but he's your guy, Republicans. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's gonna better. know. Like I'm okay, sure, sure he does. Yeah. And I'm sure he'll right. say a lot of things to try right. to get this I'm Like I'm sure I'm, I'm, and if someone is willing to pay him more, offer him a better deal, I'm sure he's got plenty of dirt on the Republicans too. If, if this if, guy, if this guy's even legit, if, if this guy is who you say he is, right? Um, 
you know, so, uh, you know, and, and if you're a guy like that, it's just like, look, I'm going to sing on everybody. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Right? Well, like, give, give me a new identity, all that other stuff, and then I'm going to sing. I'll tell you everything about everybody. If he's as, you know, and look, and if, these charges are hefty. Yeah. Right? And, and the evidence behind them, just what they put out there in the, in the charging doc, it, it doesn't look good for old gal. Lost. <laughs> well, he, um, old gal. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'm the first one to say if so and so says XYZ and your response to that is that person is flawed for whatever reason, okay, but is what they're saying true? <laughs> so, yeah, if, and now it's tough though because just coming from, from my experience, right? Like, you, you got to think, can I put this person on the stand? Oh, right. you cannot. <laughs> right? Like, and, and that's the thing. Like, right? Like, so if I'm going to bring someone forward like this, I have to think, can I put this person on the stand? Right? And it's not just about what they're telling me, but on cross-examination, like, all these sort of things come up. Now, he's a whistleblower. Would he ever have to go to – yeah, no, yes, no, maybe. I don't know. But to that point, like, you still have to do that same sort of analysis, and then you have to think, what does he have to benefit of doing this? Right, right. Oh, sure. In yeah. this case, probably a lot. <laughs> right. But the reality is the Republicans don't care, right? They don't care if it's real. At the end of the day, they, they just need the headlines and the tax. You know why? Because they're not reading the charging documents. They're not actually reading who this guy is or what he is, right? All they, Rudy put it out there, started the, started the buzz going around about a whistleblower, Biden, facts, got documents, whatever. That's all they need. They don't, they don't care about the actual factual... Uh, um, um, actions and 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 uh, sequence of event like they don't care about any of that stuff. Right now, what they realize is that the easiest way for them to win is just to get the buzzwords out, right? Get the the snappy headlines, just get them out there, get them circulating, pump it into Fox, pump it into Breitbart, pump it into your talking heads on YouTube and the podcast. That will spread the word. And then it'll be so loud with just the headline and the buzzwords that that's all people are arguing about. No one's even looking at the actual substance. And voila, they win. Yeah, I mean, no, that tactic has been working a lot. You don't need yeah. facts, you don't need proof. You just need headlines, splash. Since, 20, the, since late 2015, 2016, probably even before that. I mean, before but that, that amplified it, I agree. But like that, I think that amplifying it rocket ship right because before like you, there were you could fact check people and then they would they would literally they would re recant statements they would backpedal they would you know say ah well you know they would try That's to true. walk now they just yeah. flat out own it or so put on the it. gas and just say right yeah i know what you, oh, yeah exactly. right or they go immediately to well i'd rather that than than that guy over there who's liberal Right, yeah. rooting for tranny uh, groomers, right? So there's that. That's happening over there. Why are we even talking about me, right? right. And then everyone's just like, oh yeah, tranny groomers, and then boom, they went. Yeah, yeah. No, the, I mean that that aspect definitely changed with Trump when you were able to just look into the camera, say complete and utter bullshit, and your audience doesn't care. They're hearing what they want to hear. They're good with it. That's it. And on that topic. Not making things better for the Biden crime family. Speaking of blow. Yeah, speaking, yeah. So cocaine gets found in the west wing of the White House near the Situation Room. This is a couple weeks ago. And 
I will say one thing, though. Okay. I'm glad it was there. What do you mean? <laughs> well, look, the Situation Room is serious. So that means somebody went into the Situation Room and said, you know what? I need to be sharp. Let me get along. Yeah. All right. Let's go. What's the situation? Cocaine is not a sponsor of our show, <laughs> despite Steve's uh, commercial there. But all right, so I've got a couple things to say about this. First of it, first thing I want to say is there is no way this is the first time that there's been cocaine in the West Wing. Now this is the first time it's been found out in the open that we, that know, of. That, that we know of. That, that the media has been latched onto. Right, right, exactly. Um, and then which was, also leads me to believe that I think it's bullshit. You think it's a plant? Dude, it's the White House. I, I, and I, you think about some of the people that have been in the White House the last, I don't know, for, like, just forever. All right. Not just presidents, like, just some of the people yeah. around them and what we know about some of these people. It's not the first time cocaine has been in the White House, and I don't mean for a Nancy and Ronald Reagan dare drug bust. And between all the admin and... and uh, uh, all the and, yeah, 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 administrative exactly. positions and everything else, it it is it is. The, l- listen, there is a reason why we can't stop the drugs from coming in from Mexico and Canada. You know why? People because really there's want them. <laughs> a demand for it, right? And that demand is not just the 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 people, the black people in the hood, right? Right. We know this. Right, those may, that may be the one you made the the poster about. That may be your poster child for it, but I mean, it's all sorts of white kids in the suburbs. It's white professionals in up and down the coast, on both coasts, through the Midwest, big cities, Cleveland, Chicago, all of us. Right, like any one of these cities, I'm sure that if I wanted to, I could find cocaine in an hour once I get there. Right, like so. Let's not act like. There's right. some force field around the White House and that it doesn't get there. It's there every presidency since, I, I don't know, I'll say the 70s, right? Somebody, maybe even the 60s, someone has had a little pinch. And it, shit, I don't even, in the 60s, they might have they might all just had it. Because, I mean, there was a time where people were just walking around with it in canisters. Well, in the 80s, it was the hot drug. Yeah, but and I'm so, just saying, before yeah, it got, like, like, I don't know, obviously, because I was born in 80, but <laughs> I don't know when the... The stigma, stigma of cocaine came to be in because it used to be a very normal legal yeah. thing, right? Like, I mean, how, how many people do you know who are regular cocaine users? Oh, any more? Um, just, you just, I don't know, maybe, maybe a few. Uh, you know, I know at least a handful. Yeah, mo- most of them are are people that are heavy in the bar scene still. You know that I, you know, from my gym or whatever. Right. That's well, I, I can tell you that the Irish pub that I frequent. I know multiple people who do lines in the bathroom of an Irish pub in suburban Cleveland on a regular basis. Yeah, I mean, it's fucking everywhere. And I was so oblivious to it for so long. Yeah. And then now that I know people are doing it, and are, it's like, fucking hey, it's everywhere. So the, my follow-up question is, how many people do you know who've had cocaine, like cocaine, and forgot it and left it behind? Because I know zero. Oh, I know plenty. Oh, really? Oh, dude, come on, man. When I was in Chicago... But like working in the bars, Chicago, like at night you close up, like there would be like you could make pretty decent money on uh, what you picked on, up at the bar, on the shit that you would find on the back of the toilet. Like, I, and I still okay. do this. Like, I go in a bar, I go into the bathrooms, and if there's a flat, sur- elevated surface, I still will. Because I, and I, like, 
I can say any number of times I found something. Now, I would never take, you know, some shit that I found right. and just like, oh, let me just do a little quick. No, no, no. I mean, between the fentanyl and just yeah. the fact that people are gross. Um, but I just, it still just cracks me up, right? Just to, just to see what people leave around. Like, there's a bar in Lakewood. Actually, I don't even know if it's open anymore. Uh, what was it, Take 5 or, something, or the 5 o'clock lounge? A five o'clock lounge. Yeah, I five think o'clock it's lounge. Like five o'clock. Take five lounge. is the oil change place. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Across the street. Uh, no, five o'clock lounge. Like the way their bathroom was set up, they had it was almost set up. I think almost built for it, because of where the ledge was. But then there was a, uh, like you could go behind. There was like a gap between the wall and the ledge. But then, it, like, so you could put something down there, but it wouldn't fall all the way down. And every time I go in that bar, well, I haven't been in there in years, but I would, that I would bar just trash. Yeah, I would also just run where it. I made my comedy debut. I did my first open mic there. I actually remember that. Actually, that's why. But anyway, you would always, always find stuff back there. So people do it all the time because that's how they do it, right? You're drinking, and it's like, hey, I'm gonna leave this in the bathroom. All right, you go in and you do. It. Okay, all right, all just right. leave it in there because I'm gonna go back. And then like you're drinking, you're drinking. All right, let's go to another bar, and boom. Hey, oh, where's fuck, my fuck? Oh, I left it right. All right. And then I come in and I'm like, well. That's going to go because you're going to be a problem later if I let you keep doing this. That is a whole lot. Um, all right. Yeah. All right. What the fuck? I shoved my face. <laughs> um, first time? For, yeah. First time in front of a microphone. Anyway. Uh, all right. Fair point. Yeah. Drinking. Anyway, the stuff ends up in the White House. It's a bad look. They've not handled it well in terms of dealing with the press. Cause the fact sa- that it got out is what leads me to believe that it's bullshit. Because I promise you that's not the first time somebody's found cocaine in the White House. So the fact that it, uh, something like that got out, I think, is utter horseshit. Well, well so the big thing is, I mean, Trump tweets that, uh, that um, you know, you can't convince me that this wasn't Joe Biden and Hunter Biden's coke. Well, they were in Fort um, Camp David at the time of the discovery. So it wasn't theirs from that day. They had apparently left the White House on Friday and, were, and this was discovered on a Sunday. It's a bad look, though. I mean, it, it, it's, again, just, to, just uh, to the same point you were making before. It's throwing few, uh, gas on the fire. It doesn't need any more energy. Now, anyone who wants to believe that Hunter Biden's in the White House doing blow is going to lean on that as if it's fact, and there is nothing to substantiate that. But it's out there, and it's fun. Um, yeah, I... I, I... It's a story that I saw and kind of was like, oh, well, that's not the first time, and then kind of forgot about it. But then I guess people are still talking about it, and I'm not sure why. Well, they're, um, they're really attacking. I'm drawing a blank on the press secretary's name. What's her name? Um, oh, God. Yeah. All right. Anyway, yeah. It, so she, she, I've seen a few minute long clips of her really fumbling over the whole, you know, how she's getting asked questions about it. She's Here, trying to tap dance around it, and it's honestly, not good. I don't care. I don't care. It's I, I, I just I don't. Right? You could say, oh, drug White House national security. Fuck right, off. Right. Like we're adults. It's the real world. Least of my fucking worries. Honestly, it is. Of all the stuff going on in and around the White House, I, I just I don't care. This is a non-issue. I think it's a joke that people are still actually fucking talking about it. Right. I, I'm actually on board with you on that. I think that. It is a non-issue if they want to chase down the monster that brought cocaine into the hallowed halls of the... I, actually, I don't even want that. Don't, I, I, I don't need any of that. Just moving know. on. Tommy Tuberville. Right. Okay. Nice segue. Um, Tommy Tuberville has been in the news for two reasons lately. 
the first one was when he claimed that white nationalists are what he considers Americans. And when he was pressed on that saying white nationalism is symbolic with racism, he was like, well, I'm not in favor of any kind of racism. I was a football coach and I've seen more diversity than anyone else and blah, blah, blah. But white nationalism just means proud to be American. <laughs> All right. So I, I, I'm stealing this to a degree, but the, the line I heard was that's like saying, oh, you're friends in the KKK? That's cool. Not if you're doing any of the racist KKK shit. Well, that's what it is. <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, look, this is a situation where, you know, Tommy Tuberville was the head football coach at Auburn. He's an Alabama person. Um, you know, like, Alabama is a state where they were literally still fighting uh, uh, integration in, like, 2011. So, you know, in their school districts. Right. right. Like they still had cases in court over segregation. So um, it's not very surprising that, you know, Tommy Tuberville is trying to, you know, redefine what white how white nationalism is described to make it more palatable, right? This is what the South did in the '60s and the '70s, right? They transitioned away from, well, I guess we just can't call them niggers anymore. They get all worked up about that, but we still can't stand them. So we got to find other ways that are a little bit more acceptable. So, so that we can still, you know, demean and rob these people of their rights and yet, you know, have it not be such a big deal, right? So I guess we can't call them niggers anymore. So what can we do, right? Well, I guess if we, if we take the housing and we put them all over here, right, and we do this and we do that and we do, and we do it and we do it through government as opposed to just being assholes about it, we don't need to be stringing them up anymore and killing them. They do that good enough themselves, right? You know, I mean, like, so that that's that was the mentality then. That's all Tommy Tuberville is trying to do now. He knows exactly what white nationalism, white nationalism is. He understands the definition, right? It's not that he's stupid and he's just like, oh, he's trying. To, he's intentionally trying to shift the language on it, and he understands how Washington works. You put it out there, and then Fox picks it up, and then everything else. Now, this is a little aggressive, and I think everybody from Fox to Newsmax is going to stay away from it, right? But I could easily see this starting to creep into the body politic, right? Now, they're, they're going to have a tough time with it, right? Because essentially what, what he's saying is, we're just proud to be American, and American is inherently white, right? Right? I mean, like, th th that's, that's what he's saying, right? Now, he may deny that's what he's saying, but I don't know how because it's clear as day that what he, that's what he's saying, that's what he's trying to do, and he's trying to find this soft landing for white nationalism to, to, to take some of the sting off. Well, I mean, the, especially the right have proven they can take a word and just pound it down your throat and eventually it changes meaning. Woke being my favorite example of that because woke used to be acknowledgement that, hey, things were bad and I did not open my eyes to what's going on in America and now I have. That's what woke used to mean. Now it's... You know, yeah, no, it, it's they, well, well, and that's what ha like the the one thing that the Republican Party is good, and I didn't like woke for the same reason I didn't like the name Black Lives Matter because it was too easy to do what the conservative and the GOP and the MAGA people did with 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 those phrases, right? Black Lives Matter, oh, it's an empowerment thing, and so all lives matter, and blah, blah blah, like you made it too fucking easy for them. Right, I'm woke. Oh boy, they're gonna jam that down your throat until you're sick of the word itself. Oh, 
please, I'm woke. You need to get woke. Okay, well, and then in comes Ron fucking DeSantis. Shoving it right back down your throat just like a... Don't. 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 Right? Just over and over and yeah. over again, right? Like, we'll, we'll make a Marshawn Lynch reference there, right? Go back and watch that interview. <laughs> over and over. Right. But, but that's, and that's exactly what they did, right? They, they, they are very good at that. I don't think this is what that is, right? Because Tuberville, as dumb as he is, he's not that dumb, right? So he's not going to try to beat it over your head. He's not going to try to constantly throw a white national because he's not the one saying it. Right, the media are coming to him and bringing it to him, and he's on the defensive. What he's trying to do is just give people, right, kind of spread the word. Here's your soft landing for white nationalism, right? It's just I'm not a racist. I'm just it's a it's I'm proud to be uh, an American and I'm white, so it's white nationalism. That's what it is. That is what he's trying to do to find the soft landing for it so that it could stay out there so it could still mean what it means, but then you just take away the sting from it so that when somebody on the left or a progressive or somebody with, you know, pink hair and a, you know, whatever right. is ready to throw something at you and they're screaming about white nationalism, you say, oh, I'm just a patriot and you're a Marxist communist, right? That's what he's trying to do. That's all he's doing. So I was going to ask this, but you've already answered it, and that is, this is either he's really dumb and doesn't know what he's talking about, or it's dog whistle shit, and it's dog whistle shit. It's dog whistle shit. Okay. It's the same thing with the second reason that you got him on the board, right, with the blocking the military uh, nominations and promotions. Um, One, you're fucking with national security. Um, Two, you're fucking with people's lives and money and income. Because these are nominations, so people are like hanging in the balance, old job, new job, not to mention people getting promoted. Like you could have someone who's in a bad financial, or not a bad, but, but yeah. someone that could greatly benefit from being in a better, who could be, could benefit a lot of different ways from being promoted that you are holding up for an arbitrary reason, right? His reasoning behind it is because the Pentagon has a policy that a woman, who needs an abortion, she can get paid time off to travel, you know, across state lines to go have that done, you know, whatever recovery she needs. Um, And, like, there was one other component of it, but it wasn't paying for abortions. No. It was just, like, you can have the time off. allowing people to do it, yeah. And because of that policy, he said, yeah, no, no, I'm not going to support the DOJ or the Pentagon. Yeah, let me, me, for people who don't know, so these nominations have a... For, for lack of a better word, a ceremonial senatorial vote. So when there's promotions at this level of the military, it actually goes in front of the Senate, and they always pass with a 100 to 0 vote. I don't know of any exceptions to that. Tommy Tuberville is the only one voting to hold this up, and he says he will not budge. Now, um, he's kind of painted himself into a corner, because now he really can't budge and keep a straight face, but at the same... It's also ridiculous. It's wait, so stupid. Wait, wait, wait. So it's got to be a 100 vote? Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's 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 a he it's literally ninety nine to one, and he's just going, nope, I don't like this policy, so, so I'm stalling. Dumb that they would have that as a. It, it, it is a completely dumb thing. It probably yeah. got put into place in eighteen o two when it probably did offer something, um, but yeah, it's it's a ceremonial thing that usually just slides right through, and Tommy Tuberville is jamming this up, and he's fucking with the military. There's not an official. You know, head of the Marines right now for the first time in a hundred years, and how this does not destroy him 
uh, that's, politically. Exactly. That's that's just like we're in such a ridiculous time because it, the he shouldn't the thought shouldn't cross his mind, right? Mitch McConnell, right, should go up to him and just like the next we're gonna vote on this tomorrow, and you're gonna vote yes, and if you vote no, then well your balls are going to be removed from your body. <laughs> so, well, Mitch McConnell doesn't have the balls to do that, though. <laughs> oh, no, Mitch McConnell wouldn't do it, but you don't think that Mitch McConnell has goons that would? Get the fuck out No, no, I meant but, to, to confront him like that. I don't think he has the balls. To... I think he does. I, I don't, I, but I think that I, I don't even see that there's no political advantage to doing this. Also, you can get one department to change their policy that isn't, directly like even supporting abortion it's just so that your military women right can safely take care of a health care issue right so i mean because that's what it is and there's not there shouldn't be any sort of political gain from that and now you just it, it again just shows you the spinelessness of the republican party it's unfathomable that they're allowing this to happen well Right. And I mean, I mean it, 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 you know, the, there's not even anything comparable, you know, I mean, because, you know, Democrats are doing whatever. I mean, and Democrats hate everything with war and the Pentagon and, and DOJ and all that, right? Like, they complain about it all the time, and yet it's easy thing for them to take care of. It, I, I was going to do that. I, I know I say it all the time. I know I hate the style of argument, but I make occasional exceptions to the what if this guy did it? If a Democratic senator, was doing this because the Pentagon or, or, or uh, you know had a policy that was bad for the environment, whatever. And if they said, "All right, I'm voting no on this until that issue gets changed," the right would lose their fucking mind. Wouldn't happen. You know why? Because you're because right. Because Chuck Schumer would actually. D- d- you, if you are don't, you, think, are you about to compliment Chuck Schumer? No, but I mean, if you do, if you don't think Chuck Schumer will go and just like, hmm. <laughs> no, we're no. This is this is not how this is gonna go. What are you? What is this? Stop this. Uh, I should I shouldn't have said something right? too soon. You might have said something nice about Chuck Schumer making. No, but a, I, like, no, you're right. right. He would get he, right. Chuck and, Schumer would be on TV saying this person needs to learn their fucking job and not hamper what the military is doing. And that would be after he said to whatever he said to them in private, which they would come out and was like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna change that vote, and that is that. Right, I mean, it's just, so part of this is there is no leadership in the Republican Party right now. That's what this tells me. If there were, if there were true leadership, and I think Mitch McConnell is getting older, he is slowing down, he has had, you know, he had that fall where he was out for a month. Um, you know, there, there's, he's got some other health issues that have just been kind of picked up through some stuff going on with him physically. Uh, so Mitch McConnell just doesn't, I, I, th- I don't think he has the same bite that he once had. Um, and I, and I also think that there is no, like, who is the leader of the Republican party? It, we know the answer. Take, no, uh, people that work in the Republican party okay. right now, like Donald Trump doesn't have a job technically, right? Like, so just other than Donald Trump, who is the leader of the Republican party? Right. Um, it's not McCarthy. Right. It's Donald it's Trump. Not, it's Trump. I mean, you're saying in office there is no one. But, McCarthy gets walked all over. But Marjorie Taylor Greene is probably the right answer. Or, 
even, but even her, right? Like, I mean, no, she's not, right? Because there's whole ass factions that are not like there's not there's no one person that you're looking at and saying you're the lead. And the reason why it's not Donald Trump, Donald Trump doesn't have the actual knowledge of Congress or how the House works or how the Senate works, right? I'm saying who's your insider, right? That has the experience. That's that is the the go-to person to set the party right. Like, so for Democrats, it was Schumer, it's Schumer and Pelosi. Sure. Right, Pelosi's no longer the speaker, but she's still a congresswoman, and I promise you somebody steps out of line, Nancy's still gonna be there, just like, fuck are you doing? Right, you got Chuck, you don't have that on the other side. Well, they're, amazingly, Democrats historically have been unable to unify. And right now, they are so much better at it than the Republicans because the Republicans have two factions. You're either MAGA, pro-Trump, Matt Gates, uh, Look, or here's the thing. Or you're saying Democrats right now, all they got to do is just shut the fuck up, right? Like you got to like you got to push back when it gets too ridiculous. But they're eating themselves over there, you know. And I mean, you got Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert fighting and and calling each other bitch, and Marjorie Taylor Greene loses this, and Lauren Boebert dealing with all the shit that she's dealing with. Like she almost lost her seat in a place where she absolutely should not have even been. You know, it shouldn't have been close. Um, you know, to a Democrat, uh, like, you know, Kevin McCarthy is constantly in a fight for his life because of the deal he signed with the devil, all the devils. Right. Um, you know, I, I just, I, I, you know, Matt Gates isn't the leader. Like, they're, they're re-looking at him for sex trafficking and all that other stuff now. They're, uh, the uh, ethics committee is, is, is taking a look at him. Like, they don't have that central leadership with the know-how and the knowledge and the experience. Like, as much as everybody hates the swamp and people that have been there a long time, you still need that person around as long as you're going to have this swamp. You need a swamp creature that knows the swamp. And I don't know if you actually have that because they went for all these kooky outsiders, right? It could be Lindsey Graham, but he's got zero spine, right? Tim, oh, my God, yeah. You know what I mean? It's not Tim Scott, right? Like, there's nobody, right? Josh Hawley wants it to be him, but because he wants it so bad, it's just not. You know, it's, you know, I, I don't know who their, who their actual, who's the go-to leadership there. I forget who, whose podcast I was watching. I think it was uh, uh, Sam Cedar, but it might have been Bright and Tyler Cohen. Anyway, they were talking about Chris Christie made news today because he's a Republican and he was sane. He literally got on Fox News and said logical, sane things. And the fact that that was shocking... So that's a lot about where we're at. I mean, yeah. Chris, Chris, I, total curveball here. But you've mentioned in the past that you're not a fan of Joe Biden. Yeah. Um, it looks like he's going to be the nominee to run again, which we are both against. But right now, I don't see a second option even poking their head out. If Chris Christie chose a sane running mate and ran against Biden and Harris, would you be tempted to vote for Chris Christie? No. Okay, I might. No, not after uh, Bridgegate. <laughs> no, I mean, well, I mean that was ridiculous. But no, not after uh, the way he immediately like he he talked a real big game during the campaign against Trump. He's out, and then the next thing you know, he's he's on the Trump transition team, right. and he's trying you know he's trying to weasel his way to the, into the administration, which he did. <laughs> exactly. So nah. All right. Nah, I, I, I'm not saying I would vote for him. I used to date a girl from New Jersey when he was governor. 
And she basically told me, if I don't hate him, she's never going to have sex with me again. So she's never going to have sex with me again, so I can say this now. But uh, uh, I think that he's a sane, reasonable person. He's yeah. a jerk. Yeah, I just... Um, he, he is, but I just... I, I, don't, I don't think he brings any value because I just... I, I, saw, I saw a guy who... Like, could have made a stand, like, he could have lost and just, like, all right, well, I'll find something else to do and then run again in sure. 24, right? Sure. But instead, he could have gone the John Kasich route and said, okay, this is what you right, want. I'm stepping right. back. Exactly, I mean, right? That I can respect. I respect John Kasich for the way he went out and he's like, all right, well, I'm not dealing with these people. And John Kasich never got on the Trump train. He never, right? Like, John he, Kasich didn't attend the Republican National Convention in Cleveland, in right, his state. Right. So I have respect for John Kasich for that. Right? Do? I don't agree with all of his policies, but I, I was so scared of Trump and the shitstorm that he would bring that I switched from Democrat to Republican to vote for John Kasich, and I encouraged people to do it to give him more standing in Ohio because I was worried about the impact of Trump. right? And, and I just, you know, Chris Christie... Like, had Chris Christie, everything gone the same, you know, him being governor of New Jersey and Bridgegate and him just being a slob and everything else. But he, you know, he loses the nomination. If he just steps back and says, I'll wait my turn, I would absolutely have taken that, that, that statement a different way. But okay. getting on the transition team, being part of Trump's administration, you know, like, it's... You know, he's being critical of Trump now that Trump is out of office and out of power, and he thinks there's a chance that he probably won't be back in office. But that's just the type of guy that I'm just like, I, I can't put you in that powerful position seeing how you folded like a cheap suit. All right. All right. I mean, I respect that opinion. I just, sanity goes so far <laughs> right yeah, now. Yeah, it's, and, and, but I think that, like, look, we, we want to get back to sanity, but we, we need well, someone with a fucking spine to get us and, there. And realistically, I didn't bring this up on purpose, but Kasich literally was that guy in 2016. Yeah. I'm a sane, logical person. I'm from a, a battleground state. You know, um, you know, get I mean, behind me, folks. And he was like John Belushi running up running out of Animal House, like, who's with me? Yeah! And then no one. <laughs> because even, I, I think with Kasich, I think you'd still be at a disadvantage in the Supreme Court. Oh, but, yeah. But but I think he would have given you better choices than, you know, Amy Comey Barrett and uh, Kavanaugh. You know, I, I think Gorsuch was actually a pretty decent pick. I don't really have a major beef with him. Um, you know, like on the conservative stuff with abortion, obviously he's going to not go the way you want him to, but I mean, I, I'm okay with him uh, as as a SCOTUS. Uh, Amy, Comey, Amy Comey Barrett, I absolutely am not. Um, and, you know, kind of not a big fan of Kavanaugh, but, uh, you know, could be worse, I guess. You know, his, you know, if, if he didn't have all the stuff, the drama of him when he was going in with the allegation of basically humping a girl in college at a frat party. I think it was in high school. Or whatever. Okay, or, yeah. You know, but either way, I, I'm not, uh, I, you know, I, I'm not, like, enamored with him. I don't think he's anything great or to write home about, but I think with Kasich, you might have got, you still would have not gotten what you want, but you might have gotten just better quality. Yeah, maybe. Um, but he never got above 
two percent of the polls, no. as far as I can remember. Yeah. All right. Now we need to talk about the fight of the century. Mm. Dun 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 dun. All right. I don't know if this is going to happen, but if you haven't been living under a rock, you know that there's been trash talk between Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg, and that Dana White, the president of the UFC, is looking into ways to make a mixed martial arts fight between those two happen. I really want this. Hmm. Um, I really... And uh, actually, and my reason is not as not bad. I'll, I'll come back to it. But this got a lot of uh, energy this week because picture of Mark Zuckerberg with his training team showed up and dude is jacked. Mm -hmm. I mean, now if anyone knows how to use Photoshop, I'm sure Mark Zuckerberg does. So who knows? But why would he? No, he was not. Yeah. I, but I, I was genuinely shocked and impressed with how muscular and cut this guy was. Well, I've been, so I, it wasn't a huge shock to me only because I've been following his sort of physical transformation for a while. He's been at okay. this for an extended period of time. Right, this didn't all just come up, and you just don't get no, you don't get like that in a he is, week, right? In a, in a month or whatever, however long right. the conversation has been going on. So I've been, you know, I, I'm into fitness, I'm into the lifting and the weight, sure. all that other stuff. And so, you know, someone like Zuckerberg gets into it. It doesn't take long for that to, you know, the people who are training him talk to this guy, that guy, and then it makes its way into our world. Um, so, and he's been going about it the right way. Um, Sometimes people in Hollywood. Uh, or you know yeah, uh, Hollywood, the rich yeah. and famous, they when they get into fitness, they they, they fall into traps that everybody falls into, right? And I just constant I've been, selfies, constant. No, 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 oh, no. Okay. I mean, I just with trendy workouts. Um, oh, okay. You know, it's just like, oh, I'm gonna do the look at the this workout that was in Muscle and Fitness or Men's Fitness or whatever. Um, or whatever the new trend is, right? Like everybody's going to Barre or Orange Theory Fitness or, sure. which, oh, I should be careful with that one because my friends own it, but, um, <laughs> you know, or, or, or all these and other sort of... Friend, friend of know. the show, Cody Poundcake Brown has been going to Orange Fitness and that kid's jacked now. Good. Yeah. Good, fantastic. No, but, but uh, I hear what you're saying. It's the but trendy... like, I mean, people get into that sort of stuff or like cross, everybody got really into CrossFit, sure. right? Um, I'm an old school guy. That I think you build your strength in the gym in a very traditional way, right? It's boring, but it works. Um, you build your conditioning outside of the gym, on, you know, on the you build it on the treadmill, you outside running, hiking, swimming, whatever, um, and then you should have a you know self defense component in there. Like that's that's my mindset, right? Like you you build a strong body, you build a strong body that can go for an extended period of time through conditioning, and then you need to be able to protect yourself. So when Zuckerberg, I see the route that he went, he trains in the gym, he does a lot of functional stuff, but he does your base um, uh, multifunctional movements. So he's doing a lot of pressing, squatting, you know, different types of deadlifting, all that stuff, which I love. Then he's doing the conditioning outside of the gym, right? So like, you know, I'm sorry, just doing curls real fast isn't conditioning. It's stupid and you're gonna hurt yourself. Um, so his approach to it, I, I just falls into my camp. So I like it, right? And then the people he's training with, especially on the mixed martial arts side, are the real deal, right? It's not some guy who calls himself a guru that no one's ever heard of that, you know, it, like Tom Brady's trainer that is this world-renowned, but it's like no one in the world has ever heard of him except for Tom Brady. No, he's training with... You like actual UFC, UFC fighters, yep. not fighter like champions, champions. Yep. like multiple in different 
you know, styles of fighting, right? Within not only training with them, but in their camps, right? Like, so that means multiple coaches working on all sorts of technique. Um, and, and Elon Musk, you know, so go ahead. I, I, I read that he was a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt. Now, someone told me, no, he's not. I'm like, I just, it was on paper or on a computer screen and I read it. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. I made a joke, I think I made this joke to you yesterday, that I wonder if you got it from the same guy that uh, trained Dave Chappelle to protect Oprah. It's one of my favorite skits on the Chappelle show. Dave Chappelle chops a board down and goes, Get away from Oprah! Anyway, funny stuff. Um, but supposedly he's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu guy. Okay. I don't... I, 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 so, I haven't heard that. I don't know how true it is. And, I again, I don't know how much I trust it. Right? When did he get this black belt in jiu-jitsu? Obviously, don't know. I, um, the first I heard of it was when I read it the other day. Yeah, I mean, not to say that he doesn't. Right. Um, but I, you know, is it real? Was it honorary? Did it, you know? Does he, you know? Did he kind of his financial status make uh, it a little right. easier? Was I mean, like, has he actually experienced you know being on the mats? I, there's no. Look, yeah, maybe he could do it and have like, I, but come on, like, there's there's not a single image of him in a gi or you when know, he was on Rogan's podcast. I don't remember him discussing jujitsu. You know, at all. rolling on the mat because it just seems like if you're a, a black belt in BJJ, um, that's probably something you and you and Joe would talk about. I would right? think so, and I, I I can't say for certain that he never has. I know I've watched him on that show. At least one yeah. full episode. I mean, look, maybe, maybe somebody. I'm sure there's a big Elon Musk fan that is losing their shit when they listen to this after we, you know, release it. Oh my God, I know he is. And blah, blah, blah. Okay, okay, fine. Maybe, Tweet us. maybe at Whiskey Congress. Um, all, your problem. <laughs> all I know is that if he's not, if he's not legit and he's not taking this serious, and then he agrees to step in that ring or that octagon or wherever, and Zucker, Zuckerberg, like the, the here's the difference. If I had to guess, and I don't know if this is true, but Zuckerberg falls, it looks like he might be kind of like OCD autistic, right? That's what's said. Um, and and I don't, I'm not saying that he is, but he seems like he maybe has some of those traits. Like, he, his focus, and when you have some of those traits, like you focus in, you zero on things, and then you, like, you become obsessed, right? Just from personal experience of people around me. Uh, and like those type of people become really good at very specific things because of mm -hmm. the way their brain works. Um, and sometimes it's a bad thing because they, you know, leave everything else, like all their other sure. responsibilities to the wayside. Like, um, where Elon Musk falls into, uh, and again, I don't know this, but he seems more also on the spectrum. But oh, he's more, acknowledged he is. Right. But more of a, uh, you know, ADHD sort of different, like, awkward personality, but not as hyper-focused as, like, a Zuckerberg, right? So, and the difference is, is that Zuckerberg may not talk to many people, right? And he's going he's gonna to kind of do these responsibilities. But if his focus is training on, like, MMA, then he's gonna, that, it's all in there. Right, he's gonna. He's not gonna miss details. He's gonna probably watch film of himself at practice. You know, like he's taking notes. He's reading books. He's watching other fighters. Like he's all in on this. Elon Musk has got Twitter. He's got SpaceX. He's got Tesla. He's talking to China. He's talking to India. He's trying to get all these things going. He's got a new CEO at Twitter. He goes, "Oh, I'm gonna fight this Zuckerberg. Hey, let's do a little. Let's do a little thing where I'm like, make it look like I'm really like kicking your. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's tussle around. All right." And then 
Musk is going into this as like it's some sort of marketing thing. Zuck is going right. into this thing as I'm going to rip your head off. <laughs> right? So if Musk is real, like if his Brazilian jiu-jitsu is legit, okay. If it's not, then you might be walking into a buzzsaw. And conditioning plays such a huge role in those things. And I don't know, maybe Elon Musk has you know, got great cardio and whatever, but you know as well as I do. All the training in the world, all the whatever, if you're completely gassed against someone who isn't, you're in trouble if they know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I have this fantasy, which I know won't come true, so please don't come crashing down on me when I say this. But I would love it if this happened. I would love it if it was a good fight. And I would love it if afterwards they said, look, we're just two dudes in a ring right now, but you know we're shaking hands. It's sportsmanlike. I would love to see that. God, you're such a fucking cheese dick. Okay. Dude, there, there, I, I, no. I said it's not going to happen. No. But you, you know, Zuck, like, this is what I want. I want Zuckerberg. I want them to shake hands in the middle of the ring before the fight. I want Zuckerberg to go in, and I want that motherfucker to look like a robot. I want them to put that mouthpiece in, and I want his face to go blank. And I, he already looks like fucking Data from Star Trek Next Generation. So all he's got to do is basically turn around. <laughs> right? And then I just, I want this Musk, like, playing it up for the crowd. And then I want Musk, uh, Zuckerberg to shred him. I want him to take him down and just pound it. I want him to twist him up like a pretzel and separate his shoulder. Wow. And okay. end the fight. And then I want him to stand up, go back to his corner. They bring him out. They raise his hand. He looks at Musk and then just turns and walks away. And then they throw up a big thing for threads and Instagram and Facebook and WhatsApp and then drop banners for Meta and then they carry Musk off on a right. cart. We have very different hopes for this fight, apparently. Right. And then uh, and then they take him away in a cyber truck that doesn't work. <laughs> um, you're still mad about that. That's why I want that to happen. This you're is still all mad. over right. the fucking Steve, cyber Steve truck. Steve is furious about the electronic truck that Tesla put a big announcement that they were going to announce. And then it came out at midnight. Steve stays up till midnight to see this thing. And he fucking It's not it. the staying up. I, 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 cause right, I, it's right. not like I go to bed early. But it's more. You made a point of. I made a this. point, like it was a big deal. Like I didn't. I'm like, I'm not gonna get into anything else. I'm gonna watch the announcement of this, and it was just a, between the design of the truck looking like something from Blade Runner to the fact that it was supposed to have bulletproof windows, and then he hit it with a baseball bat, and the window broke. <laughs> I right. about that. <laughs> God damn it! All right. Um, before we wrap up, well, I, so do, do we have a Threads account? Yeah. Do we? Okay. Sure do. Steve, Steve does our social it. media. I was gonna. I meant to ask you during the week. Forgot to. Yeah. Um, so, how do you? What when you're comparing Twitter and Threads? You're avid Twitter Twitter user. What do you think? Um, you know, it, it's Threads is a little clunky compared to Twitter, but part of it is just being used to Twitter, and they had to make obviously had to make it different, although it's very similar. So I think there's some of that clunkiness, right, where it looks like somebody copied somebody else's homework. Uh, but it's, it'll do, and Twitter is just a gross place anymore. Um, just with the way the algorithm is and how people are trying to, you know, because they're paying people. So if you have over 10,000 followers and you've tweeted a certain number of times and you have a Twitter Blue membership, you can monetize your account. Well, okay. we have like 3,500 followers, um, and uh, so we don't, so automatically we're out, and I don't have a Twitter Blue account because I'm not paying it. I'm not paying Elon Musk. Um, so, but if you have all those things, you can monetize your account. People are starting to make 
pretty decent money on Twitter. But what that's doing is driving people just to tweet more, um, and they're trying to get the ad revenue and all, all that other stuff up. Uh, and it's you know basically a, a bastion for conspiracy theory and MAGA. Um, like it's hard to even get good actual news because most of your news sites, like your Washington Post and New York Times, most of them are pulling pretty much out of Twitter. Um, you know, and a lot of that started when you had to get the official blue or the Twitter blue and all that stuff and, and pay for the accounts. And um, so Twitter is just, I think, is going the wrong direction. And now it's still good for sports, right? Because, you know, like a lot of like the Steeler people that I follow and some of the Bill stuff that I follow just you know, for your sake, like right. those are so you still get the there. scoop on me and tell me that Marcel Darius has been traded before. <laughs> um, Happened on the show. That's not really a competition. I just no, I know, I know, I know. I know. I know. Well, fine, but that okay. happened during the show, and I was well. I saw it, and yeah, I, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that was a big one. Oh, it was definitely was. Um, you know, like I, was, like, really, I believe you caused me to have a meltdown on the show. Yes, though. you did. Okay, um, was it like I said, not a competition, but I don't know. So I, I, I will probably sooner than later go over to threads full time. Um, I don't know, like, because your Twitter account, uh, your WhiskeyCon Jam is attached, like, I won't shut it all the way down, but I don't know if there's a lot of value in in staying there. And and again, I just, because I I don't like the direction that it's going with the monetization and everything else. And I think that it's going to get to a point soon where if you don't buy a monthly subscription to it, then you're going to start to lose access and features and you're going to get buried even further, which is already starting to happen. Like and get our, our engagement is like way, way down. Um, and like not much has changed. We're not, we're not algorithm friendly. Uh, it's not even, well, I think they changed the algorithm now. And I think a lot of it has to do with us not being, uh, um, you know, verified members, sure. which we could, we qualified for it a while ago. I just never, Never did it. I'm actually glad I didn't do it before the whole thing because there was a huge issue with that. But now I'm not paying for it now. Um, so, you know, I may go through the process of getting us verified on threads. But I don't know if we could do that because we don't have the same sort of following on threads yeah. yet. You know, so. No, but one thing, say what you want about Mark Zuckerberg. He has evolved his business over time, very and it's not listen. It's not perfect, and you're if you're a conservative, you're probably pissed at him for some reason. But you're pissed at everybody until they start saying exactly what you want them to say, and then you love them even if that person literally does the opposite in front of you. But then they just say the thing you want to say, and then you completely forget about their actual actions. It's amazing, but anyway. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we can uh, wrap this up soon. But I do want to talk about something I read that I oh, you keep teasing me with the wrap up. With my what? Oh, wrap up? Yeah. All right. Well, we can wrap it up pretty quick because I read this and it was a policy that you wrote about on our website back in the day, I guess. I don't I don't remember that. It was 2021 and I've smoked a lot of weed since then. But Travis Kelsey has basically come out uh, in an article and said, you know, the NFL's policy on, on THC has changed dramatically. I don't know why it's still even in there because so, how many teams play in states where it's legal? <laughs> Well, so this is what so this is what the new NFL policy is, right? Like, so they basically only test for cannabis one time a year, and that is right at between the start of training camp and the first preseason game, and like every other like you still get drug tested, but they don't they they take out like whatever the mechan- the chemical formula for cannabis is 
of the active yeah, drug. But- they removed that from all testing except for that period from the beginning of training camp through the first preseason game, right? Like, so that's the only two-week stretch in which you'll get tested for weed now in the NFL. And this is the kicker. They quadrupled the amount, allowable. That, the allowable amount. So it's kind of like, look, the only way you're failing this test is that during the first two weeks of camp, you literally smoke, like, uh, you know, an ounce a day. Like, come on. Right, like you, you can right. not smoke weed for two weeks is all they're saying, right? And actually, you can, but just don't overdo it, right? Um, so, what they did was though they essentially have legalized cannabis, right? If right. you think about it, because they're only testing for it during a two-week period, and what's all the players know when that two-week period is, right? Because everybody's got to report to camp. It's a big deal. They say like, hey, no weed, whatever. Right, so you're probably smart to stop smoking the week before you go to camp, right? And then after the first preseason game, I would wait until you know practice on Monday or Tuesday to be sure, and then I think you're good for the rest of the year, right? Um, and so that's officially, you know, that's that's their policy, for, you know, from the CBA, uh, which was it back in 2021, mind you. Yeah. Um, when 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 they signed that, so I mean, I think saying like, look, now that for all intents and purposes, it's legal. Um, players are taking advantage, and, and look, I, it's it was it's silly that they were as hard that you know that the punishment sure. was as hard as it was for as long as it was, but I mean, as a guy who still beats the shit out of his body, what I can tell you is since I started, you know, bringing cannabis into the rotation, like I don't take nearly as much leave. I like I haven't taken Tylenol in forever. Actually, I just took Tylenol the other day at the dentist. Uh, I went to the periodontist and got a deep cleaning. So she gave me an, an Advil and Tylenol combo because uh, she face-fucked me for an hour and a half. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so, I, I mean, I, I, like, I've had a lot of good positive. Like, sleep, I sleep better, and my body just generally feels better even though I beat the, the shit out of it every day. So um, I think NFL players who their job is to beat the shit yeah, out of themselves yep. for, you know, five, six months out of the year – uh, are taking full advantage of it, and now the window is so small and so specific, right? That I mean, I have to imagine that the that coaches and you know, like the strength and conditioning coach, probably about a month before training camp, you know, like probably like this week is making calls to guys like, no weed, <laughs> no weed, right? Second preseason game, weed. <laughs> From now until second preseason game, no weed. Okay. <laughs> how many careers have been damaged by excess? Josh excess? Gordon. Well, no, no, no. no. Oh. They've been damaged by the policies. But a number of NFL players have been given legal prescription drugs to deal with these injuries, oh, well, get hooked on them, tordol, and it fucks them fentanyl, up. I mean, Von Miller did an interview. He called it vitamin T, Tordol. Mm-hmm. And that, that is way worse for your body yep. than cannabis. I mean, I didn't play in the NFL, you know, played you know some intense division one football but even the shit that they gave us it was just brutal for you i mean you know, i'm guessing I mean, vicodin was probably like tic tacs i mean uh, no they, they they weren't as you know more they were more wasn't like they you could get vicodin percocets were a big thing all right um but the, the same class of drug though right uh, okay. narcotic I mean, um that volume for some reason you should get that pretty regularly yeah, um, all right and uh always oh, so nice. Um, and Vioxx is the one, though. 
Oh, oh because yeah. Vioxx was so toxic for you that, you know, that ended up being a big class action lawsuit. Yeah. And that scared me a lot, especially when I had some of my liver and kidney issues, if that was, you know, creeping and rearing its ugly head from... Because the, the, the I mean, issue, that Vioxx thing came out when you were in college. It I did. Was in, in Boston, we, we we had boxes of it. I remember it was blue and orange box, and the pills were orange, and they coated the pills. They tasted like candy, right? Like just to make them, they coated whatever the coating was had like a yeah, sweet no, candy taste. It's, it's sugar. And, I don't think yeah, it is. And um, so they were easy to take, and we took a lot of them before practice, during practice, after practice, before games, during games, after games, during the season, off season, like took right. them all the time. So, you know, I mean, it just, and they're terrible for your heart, liver, kidney, all that yeah. sort of shit. And they just pump us full of it. So in the NFL, I can't even begin to imagine the level of drugs that these guys need to be able to function to, to do it, even with the rule changes. I know everyone thinks that the league is soft now, but if I put any of you on an NFL field during the season, you would shit yourself. Right, like the 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 size and speed that these people are moving at, and by the way, they know exactly what they're doing, right? And and if I put you in that situation, like you would absolutely, like if you think driving on 480 is is a big deal, <laughs> right? Um, imagine just standing at the middle linebacker spot, you know what I mean? With pick a lineman from any team. You know, hiking a ball, knowing that he's got to move you from where you are to somewhere else, and right. he doesn't care how you physically get there. All he knows is that you're he's going to move you there, um, or whatever. Or if you happen to get past him, then you know you've got, you know, uh, uh, what's his name down in Tennessee? Travis Derek, Henry. Derek Henry. Henry. <laughs> Different, different Henry who right. was in right. Also wouldn't want to run into him. Right. But, you wouldn't want to run into him and all his kids. But, <laughs> um, Derek Henry. But yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. So then you see, like, the collisions that happen, you know, even in this soft league are still devastating. Um, and you still see crazy injuries, broken, ripped, torn. I mean, fucking DeMar Hamlin's heart stopped. Well, right. that's a freak thing, though. It is a freak thing, but it happened because of the collision, right? Like, you just yeah, got hit but, in the timing of it, whatever. Right. But it just goes like that's what these guys are dealing with in the risk and the danger, um, and so I, I like I said that all all to say that to do that on a weekly basis for eighteen, nineteen, twenty weeks, right, or twenty four right. weeks once you include training camp all the way through the playoffs, you're you're not yeah. doing that with fucking you know meditation and herbal tea, right? You're gonna be flashbacks to Johnny Knoxville returning punts in street clothes. Against the USC team, it did not go well, and Johnny Knoxville just talked about all the painkillers he's taken over his life, and how his liver is fucked because of it. <laughs> so, all right, we can wrap it up now. No right. More teas. We're at Whiskey Congress on Instagram, Twitter, and Threads. Mm. Check us out. We're done. <laughs>